How's everyone doing? Beer's Mandatory Episode 2. Ugh, it's good. Good for the soul. Chicken soup for the soul. Alright, so, uh, happy Sundays to you. Happy Sundays. Uh, we are just saying we all had a pretty jam-packed morning. Nicholas, uh, had to go to work. Gotta get the dollars. Gotta get donairs. Taylor had a delicious Portuguese feast yep. <laughs> for lunch with his girlfriend and, and her grandmother. And I was just telling them, guy. so I mean, we can all laugh about this or not, and my girlfriend probably get pretty mad about this story, but it's fine. She'll see the humor eventually. Um, so we were having lunch, her, her birthday lunch with her father, and she's a vegetarian, but her father insisted on going to Swiss Chalet, <laughs> which is a chicken restaurant. Uh, for those of you not familiar, it was it was a bizarre time. I mean, like, of course, there's vegetarian options, but vegetarian like you, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you'll look on the menu, and like the online order logo is like a chicken carrying chicken. <laughs> like the implication being that a chicken is transporting dead chicken to someone. Just a truly, truly savage restaurant. <laughs> Just trolling his daughter on, yeah. on her birthday. Um, so yeah, how was everyone doing? I hope uh, the six of you that listened to our podcast last week really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. I'm sure it was fun. Sports tap? Sports uh, tap. So, uh, you know, just give us a brief little breakdown. I know Taylor said he didn't like this, but I liked it, and you liked it too, and we're going to go ahead with it. So we're going to go into a draft recap, uh, how shockingly wrong our experts were. That's what <laughs> oh, no. Uh, talk a little bit about our top picks, uh, just some general feelings from the draft, uh, and just the state of how our teams have done afterwards, so how Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and Denver are looking after the draft. Uh, we have a fun little bit about uh, sports conspiracy theories. I hope you guys have heard like the Josh Allen conspiracy theory about how maybe another team <laughs> released his tweets uh, closer to the draft. Uh, so we'll talk about that. <laughs> Bill Belichick! <laughs> They're at it again. <laughs> He's going to make it a 32. <laughs> I love it. It's like... like if you hear that, you think that that could be a conspiracy theory, and it's like, no, 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 Bill Belichick was definitely doing that. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 that was happening. He was doing that. Um, second round playoff preview. I, I, I'm going to give him a round of applause. LeBron James today. I'm not sure if you guys witnessed the game. 45 points. Kevin Love and the rest of the rest of the knuckleheads did just enough to to squeak him through past Indiana. Kudos. Indiana's not going to work in round two, LeBron. Nope. Yeah, ain't gonna, exactly, buddy. Exactly. Toronto's going to come at you with the exact same game plan with better players and a deeper bench. That's, uh, we'll talk about that. I also want to talk about Miles Turner because I was not very impressed with him today. I think he had a pretty, pretty lackluster game. And I know you're a fan of Miles Turner, Taylor. So I, I like Miles Turner as well. Nick's a fan of him. I wasn't able to catch the game today. No worries, no worries. Well, I'm going to crush both of you. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to go into the second round of the NHL playoffs as well, too. I'm ready to give the Leafs an autopsy. R.I.P on the 2017-2018 season. Tay's a huge Buffalo Sabres fan. They got the first overall. That's right, right, baby. So we'll end up on a positive note, right? We'll just come Finally back. bring in a defender in. Yeah, they'll, they'll screw it up somehow. Um, all right, so a draft recap. So neither of you were right. No. On your first overall pick. No. no. Didn't even have Baker Mayfield in the top ten. What did, uh, so, Taylor, what do you think? Why why Baker Mayfield? Like, what's your, what's your impression? How does that look for Cleveland? Um, he's the first... Overall pick, should I start calling him by his name? No, I'm Baker call him, Mayfield. I'm Bakest Mayfield. I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm going to call him Bakest. Um, so, Tay, just what... Your I thought? think it was a good pick for Cleveland. Yeah? yeah. Why so? I, uh, although I don't think he is the most NFL-ready quarterback, he's not essentially need to be. He's got Tyrod Taylor to That's start. That's more or less what we talked about last week, yeah. right? And uh, I like his attitude. He's got a great attitude. He, uh, he's a gamer. He's going out there and he's competing. He's a Heisman winner. Exactly, yeah. A high man winner. 
No, I think he's got a good game. He's a good all-around player. He's uh, agile, accurate. Got a little weight on him, too. Take some hits. Yeah, he can run. Yep. He'll, actually, he'll be a... Tyrod Taylor will be a good mentor for him. Keeping mm -hmm. him from making those turnovers, even I, though... We I think Nick told me he had six turnovers in this last year. Did I think, I believe the numbers was 47 touchdowns and six interceptions. I heard he had, like, insane. historically the best QB passer rating. Yeah, no, yeah. Season, yeah. Right? Like, that's... At first, when I, me and Taylor watched the draft here uh, last or on Thursday, and uh, we interview. were both equally as shocked, I think, when we saw Baker Mayfield get picked first. Yeah. But as I sat there and thought about it, the more it made sense to me. Happened yeah. a lot of times in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that, Baker Mayfield, he wasn't even a guy in my consideration that was actually going to go number one overall. And then, like, leading up to the draft, like, a day or two before, you saw that there was rumors coming out saying that the Browns were I didn't even take those seriously. Yeah, I remember you say, you're like, no way, man. I can't, I can't see it. And I was like, no, I can't really either. But does it make but sense now? It now does. That now that I thought about it, and, like, but I, I, I knew within five minutes after they picked him, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, everything Taylor said, I agree with. And it, he's just, out of all those quarterbacks, he seems stylistically, like, a good person behind Tyrod. Yeah. Because they both are able to move, they're both, you know, like... Well, and, and also, like, yeah, he was first overall, so it's easy not to cry sour grapes, right? But, like, like when Josh Rosen says stuff like, nine other teams made a mistake, like, that's just <laughs> He not did retreat like, on those statements yeah, and but say... Like, just, like, that's just not true, team. right? Like, no, I yeah. know. And I think he... he Josh Rosen... Right? What do you do on those statements? Jo you know how Josh Rosen, what Graham said, he initially yep. said, there's nine mistakes made before yep. me? He retracted on that statement and said... The quarterbacks, like the teams who picked quarterbacks, right. those were the mistakes. He's like, yeah. no disrespect to the other players in other but, positions. But I guess, like, okay. really what that seems like to me is just maybe someone that's not quite there maturity-wise. Josh Rosen. Well, no, I like that attitude. You, really? I do. You like that? Why so? Well, he is toned back on the cockiness than Baker Mayfield, so. That's fair enough, right? You must not, guess, how do you feel about that pick, then? You don't like the Mayfield pick? Like I said, I'm I'm no NX, an NFL expert. I would probably say I'm more of an XFL expert. For being honest, uh, can't wait, Vince. Can't wait. Um, but I I I think based on everything I've heard and kind of read after the fact, yeah, Baker Mayfield sounds like he could be the perfect Mayfield. Oh, I said Baker. <laughs> Bakest Mayfield. My apologies, there, guys. There. My apologies. Um, yeah, like he could be perfect for Cleveland. I like him behind Tyrod. Like I I got a lot of love for Tyrod. As a quarterback, like people, people do not give him his due. I, love I think you could have a lot worse quarterbacks starting and sort of guiding a young mentor. For sure, Tyrod does not turn the ball over. For sure, right? Like now, did you guys see that Hugh Jackson did now is saying that Mayfield Tyrod's going to be the starter, but he said that's not in cement. That's good. No, so he said that Mayfield and Tyrod are going to be competing from the go. I like that. I think that makes them both better. I think 100%. right now that makes Tyrod yep. not want to lose a job. Like Tyrod probably would be out of the league or relegated to backup duty within the next three years. Any quarterback that goes into any yeah. offseason yeah. thinking there's not a competition, terrible mindset, get off the team, don't want you. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah. And um, I think it's going to create, yeah, like you said, healthy competition that's going to be good, good for the both of them. You're not, like, you don't, you're not deserved anything. You have to earn it no matter what you who you are. Couldn't agree more, right? Like, And that's, why I guess, why I, I kind of, not crazy about the Josh Rosen, Rosen comments, right? Because he's in a good situation. Like, go... Just be like, I'm happy where I am. I'm in Arizona, right? I, like, okay, I understand. All, all, all I like the best, that. all the best to my three other draft mates, right? Like, like you can either sour grape on the night of the draft, or just put in the work and be better, right? Like, it, 
do you need to know that you're going to be better? Does everyone need to know that that's what you think? Or can you just think that and do it, right? Right. It's like, I, I always like to joke with, like, Lauren and, um, like, like, you see some couples, like, and they're getting engaged on Instagram or stuff like that. Like, it's all, like, a really Instagram-worthy moment. And I, and I kind of do say it for the gram. Yeah, exactly. Do it for, for the gram. <laughs> um, and I always like to, I always like to think is, uh, like, do these couples really ask themselves, like, would we be getting married? I couldn't put it on Instagram. Like, yeah. it didn't look no, good on Instagram. No. You, like, that's yeah, like, they're it, putting it, it in happen. your face, right? Like, it's just like, just be happy and get married, right? Like, and yeah, post a picture, like, we're getting married, right? It doesn't need to be this most elaborate thing in the world, right? Like, and I guess, not to say Josh Rosen is everyone we know on fucking Instagram, but, uh, like, just be good. Just go to your situation and be I good. I think that's what he is about, though. Because, like, prior to his uh, mistakes before me pick comments... Like, he had an interview before the draft, and he said, the reporter asked him, he says, Josh, like, w like, where do you see yourself going? Like, where do you see yourself getting picked? And he says, I don't care. He said, I just want to come play. He's like, I'm going to come, whatever team's going to pick me, I'm going to play for them. So I guess... He's like, I just want to get to football, I don't care about all the politics. I guess you could probably chalk it up then to just a kid, kind of hot-headed, immature comments on draft day. He has a chip on his shoulder for sure, man, yeah. because people are underlooking this guy, and I, like he's saying, he's like... And that's I don't what I mean. know. The I, I can be viewed two ways. Yeah, and I see what you're saying, but I see it almost as like a. I, I literally see it for how he's saying. Like I don't think there's any underlying tone to it. Like I feel like no, he's like no man. He's like he's like I actually think I'm better than these guys, and I'm going to be. Like, that's I think, totally. I think fine, it's a right? pure confidence. It's, yeah. I don't even see it as cocky. It's like, it's not trying to detract from the other quarterbacks or anything no. like that. He just genuinely believes. He has a chip on his shoulder yeah. for sure. But I like that. And also, if you <laughs> ask questions, you just like you got to answer them, right? So it's like. Maybe you, I don't even know if that question was asked to him when he said that answer. I gotta say, Marshawn Lynch has just figured out. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he's, he's figured it out, guys. Like, uh, I, you just can't wait. his worst nightmare. Like, exactly, right? Like, you know, people talk about, like, there's no personality in sports, right? Like, he's so aggressively not a personality that he is a personality. Right? Yeah. He's, like, the ultimate troll for sports and the media. It's like, you figured it out. If you ever want to be on the podcast, buddy. Um... So yeah, what else do you have to think about the top ten selections? Uh, Saquon Barkley, yeah, good, good number two to the Giants. Take all it on the exactly. He got everything. that right in his mock. Um, everything they were talking. Obviously, about, exactly Saquon Barkley's like arguably the most talented player in the draft, I guess, yeah. or athletic. Was it? I, I, in my draft, I didn't have Barkley going at number two. Yeah, and. Uh, Nothing to take against Barkley and the Giants. He's going to be amazing for the Giants. Uh, but personally, That's it's like... That's now, right? The, there's running backs. It's so different the way the league changes. Like, yeah. running backs now are like... Not that they're not valuable, but it's like... Especially in this year's draft class, there's there's a lot of running backs. Yeah. Um, well, what did I... And running backs are very fragile nowadays. Like, they don't last you very long. Exactly. Um, That's just why they don't get paid as much. Oh, but I think so, I read something that he's now, like, in the top 10 highest paid running backs in the league or something like due that. Due to where he was drafted. Just to, due to where he was drafted. Barkley? Yeah. yeah. Just due to where he was drafted. Making it his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, like you're saying... Oh, the because value, of the low value. The value that's okay. placed on running backs nowadays. Right. right. Like, it's... Like, maybe you don't spend a second round... And for, he, for a second overall pick on that, right? He but could be an amazing generational player. He very well could be. You know, right? he like, could be like the next Adrian Peterson or something. Oh, like, for sure, right? But, but I, I think New York was definitely thinking how Taylor was thinking last week in our 100%. podcast. The six people that listened will know what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, like that offense though, like if he's if he's what they think he could be with Eli still with another two or three years and Odell Beckham Jr. there, that's perfect addition. That's a good offense, right? Like that's a legitimate 100%, offense. 100%. Yeah. 
can it's do it just, also. He can receive. He can run. Well, that's how. That's yeah, what they're saying things. in today's modern NFL offense. That's how they're going to have to utilize yep. him, right? Mm-hmm. And like, like to counter Nick's point, you look at teams with like Le'Veon Bell. Where are the Steelers without Le'Veon Bell? They're yeah, not. True they're enough, right? break playoff team every true. year without him. Yeah. And and Ben fucking. And that's ch- he chucks football, man. Yeah, it was, they have a good team. Exactly. Like he, yeah, yeah. Like he makes them run. Yeah, exactly, he makes them yeah. True enough. This is true. Yeah. Um, Nothing to take away from the top tier running backs. I think. I think they obviously. I, I just think that. I don't know, man. Well, that's why you say like you hear, oh, this is a very run uh, running back heavy draft, right? But there's two more running backs taken in the first round after yeah. Barkley, both after pick twenty. That you didn't think yeah. we were gonna get picked in the first round. So you only take you don't you only take that risk with someone who's gonna be generational like Saquon Barkley. Like you're not or gonna at least be... a above replacement level player, someone that can step into a roster now or next year and be a legitimate player on yeah. your on your team. Saquon right? Barkley, Ken. Ken. Run for a thousand yards this year. You heard it here first on Beers Mandatory. And also, Nick, don't worry. I, I think everyone knows uh, how Canadian and aggressively agreeing with one another. Like, there's no disrespect to anyone on this podcast ever. Uh, even if it seems like we're negative, look, we get it, Vegas Mayfield. But um, yeah, yeah. Hey, Nick. shout out for that Brett Favre pick, man. Oh love yeah, it. Green Bay fan would love it. Um, <laughs> Green Bay fan. So I just want to talk about at four or five um, because. Uh, Cleveland, like based on you know the projections of our experts here, uh, we're gonna go with with Bradley Chubb. Denver, of course, goes with uh, Bradley Chubb in the end. Yep. What, what do you think Cleveland's thought process was? Like, why does a ward over Bradley Chubb? They took Garrett last year, so okay. I feel like they, they wanted to better different level, better of their defense. at a different position instead of stacking on one level. You're gonna better. You got a. You already got Garrett there. Yep. So you can get Denzel Ward to be the, the guy in your, uh, in your third level now. Yeah. Again, another pick in the draft where I didn't expect it. And when I saw it, I initially I was like, really? But then after I thought about it, I was like, okay, it makes sense. So Denzel Ward's going to be amazing. Man. So, so I guess we're not ready to step into jobs as NFL GMs yet. <laughs> no, no, definitely I guess not. not. Yet. Yeah, 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 I don't even right. know if half them feel they're ready for the jobs. <laughs> Fair no, but, no disrespect. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean. I think the Browns killed the draft, by yeah? the way. In a good way. In a good way. Like, they killed it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they're, uh, what they're capable of in the next couple of years, right? It's going to be like, cool, man. It's like, when I- you see a team be historically bad for so, 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 so long, like, at what point do you just say, now you can only go up, right? Yeah. Like, when is that going to they be? They are a completely different one team from last year. One in 31 of the past two years, right? I think that's... At yeah. that point, can only go up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Statistically, it's very hard to not be any worse than that. Yeah. Like, listen, they might not be a playoff team this year, but they're going to win more than one game this year. 100%. Yep. I banked, I'd give them, I don't know, man, like... Give me a range. I, I, give me I, a low to a high. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think that they're going to be the last place team in the AFC North. Ooh. Okay, who? Who do you think is going to be the last place team? Yep. Actually, I agree with that statement already. The Bengals. Yeah. I think the Bengals. We all, we like all forgot the Bengals from that division, I guess. Yeah, because I, Baltimore is a weird team. I mean, their defense will carry them and win them games. Yeah. Uh, they, they had a... Lamar Jackson's a good pick. Yeah, but they, they said that Flack was not done yet. Oh, they're not going to start him. That's just, I think, is smart. You need but, to, you know, Ty Rudler behind Flacco, right? Like, for all his faults, Flacco got... Won a Super Bowl. Right, like, for all his faults. Taylor has a Super Bowl. Yeah, sitting, sitting on that bench. But, like, for all his faults, exactly. Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl. I mean, we have to accept that. That's a, it's a sentence that exists in the English dictionary. Yeah, I know. I, I just don't think Joe Flacco's a very good quarterback. So, Brown, right. Browns fans. I agree. I agree, yeah. You guys got Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick, and a Super Bowl-winning quarterback on your roster. 
How often can you say that? What a headline, eh? Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> that's, uh, wow. That's very funny. <laughs> Give me your best pick and your worst pick from the draft, Taylor. In the top ten. How about no. first round? First round? First, first round. round. I think the slide of Duran James, San Diego taking him at 17, great pick. Like, yeah. I don't understand the slide, don't know why it happened. Yeah. You get him at 17, immediately makes your defense better. This guy's going to be a ball hawk. He's gonna be... He was a top ten in both of your brackets, right? Yeah. I have no idea why yeah. he didn't. I don't know why Green Bay didn't take him, but I'm extremely happy with who they did right. take. Yes, you're very happy with Green Bay's draft, we've heard. But uh, uh, Derwin James, definitely, I think, that was a steal at 17. All right, all right. Nick, best and worst pick from the first round? Well, we'll get back to your worst. Sorry, Taylor. Sorry. I mean, best pick, it's kind of hard with the Derwin James situation, how far he did fall to not say that was the best pick because... This was a guy who was projected to be top 10 leading up the entire way to the, the draft. No red flags came up anywhere. No, and you never know what comes up, but like... I guess in team interviews and stuff like that, right? I guess, man. Like, enough teams pass on the guy, then there's obviously something there, right? Something they don't like, yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. From what you've heard about Derwin James and everything, like, I don't understand how he slides to 17. So, yeah. and I like the Chargers. And if there was any other team that... Yeah. I was expecting Tampa Bay to call his name at number... 12 when they traded back, yeah. but it didn't happen. But my second favorite team, the Los Angeles Chargers, chose them, so I'm all right with that. Hey, but anyway, who do your second favorite team? <laughs> who to them? Do you want to know who I think was the worst pick? Yes. Of the first round? Okay, first of all, let me say the Oakland Raiders probably had the worst draft in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they reached hard on that, that tackle that they chose. Yeah, Colton Miller? Yeah, 100%. So you're calling worst pick of the first round? Yeah, Raiders. Colton Miller. What about you, Tay? I, you can agree with that, but I also think that other teams also made some poor decisions. Like, uh, I think Detroit taking a center is kind of puzzling. Yeah, they need they need a lot more help than that. And they, just a center, right? And they've yeah. and the, within the last two what? off seasons they signed linemen to lucrative contracts. Yeah. So you already be building through free agency, and then you continue to I don't know. I just think you're stocking up maybe a miss of a pick. Maybe I, I, a bad, I don't. Doug's gonna be a bad player. Exactly, not a bad player, but a maybe a miss of a necessity. I think kind they of could have went player. somewhere smarter on defense, or even just get him Stafford another playmaker. Oh, I'm glad you didn't agree with Nick again, or else we would have just been aggressively agreeing. <laughs> so I'm glad we had some discrepancy. It's hard to not pick James for the, <laughs> for the best pick. But again, like I, I, like, are, I liked a lot of picks in the draft, yeah. to be honest. It's a good draft. It was a good draft. You There's can argue Roquan Smith, Chicago. Exactly. Like You could argue lots of the picks. Like, Although, a lot of that makes made Derwin, solid picks. It's because yeah. Derwin... Fell. That's why I made it the best pick because he shouldn't have been available then. At seventeen. But like Roquan, like Roquan Smith going to Chicago, that guy's gonna fill in there perfectly. He's gonna be great linebacker there. Yeah. Denzel Ward to Cleveland, like Bradley Chubb pairing up Von Miller in Denver. So I guess no teams right now except maybe the Oakland Raiders. In my opinion, Kinda I thought the Oakland like punted. The there draft. was multiple times yeah. where I was like puzzle. Yeah, you're saying right. like, what? I find the New Orleans Saints trading up. That was a whack. Okay, that Green, was whack. To dude. Green Bay, two first rounders for pick 14. Yeah. To draft a very raw defensive end is kind of The edge rushers in this year's draft class were slim. Like yeah. Bradley Chubb was the guy and then everyone under him was like like there was a significant drop a step in, below. In, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark with this yeah. guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the next best guy was probably Davenport or Landry, arguably. So 
Then the next guy that but I remember hearing lots about is Arden Key, who yeah. ended up slipping so oh, Lorenzo Carter. Lorenzo Carter. But like, you wouldn't trade up for those guys. These no. are just if you have them there. Like Davenport was Davenport even projected to be first rounder? Yes. Oh yeah. He was rumored to go like to a late for mid to late first rounder. Yeah. Okay. He's very he's very raw. That's the thing. Like, I don't. I'm not saying he's like he could very well be really good and has got to develop. That's what I got. Cameron, they got Cameron Jordan there to help him do his developments. That's just all a draft is, man. At any given point. Any player can be the best player in that draft. Exactly. At any given point. And realistically, what do the Saints need? Like, they're pretty strong in all areas. No, but I just find it. Why give like you gave up two first round picks for to pick at fourteen? Yeah. Like you're not even moving in the top ten. I didn't agree with that move either. All right. That was like. But wow. it does make sense because Davenport's not going in the top ten. So if you really wanted him, you gotta. If, he, if he's your guy, go get maybe him. Maybe Green right? Bay was. Not, I'm not moving down, and they had to give the first round. I don't know. Yeah. If he's your guy, go get him. Yeah, that's. I agree with that mindset. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what they felt. Right. And and Nick, Nick, you said it like, New Orleans is consistently there, right? Like they're never not. They're never well, not in the conversation. In the nah, season. that's not true. They, there was a few years, maybe five years, four years in a row that they were below Tampa. Yeah, they were. Not, <laughs> they had Drew Brees, and that was it. <laughs> Drew Brees, and that was it. Yeah, they're always a weird team, though, man. Because Michael they Thomas. have Drew Brees, so it's like you never know. Like yeah. they could be a bad team that year. But Drew Brees, maybe because I'm a, a little Bucks bit. fan and I see them play twice a year. But like, anytime they play New Orleans, and Tampa's not a great team and hasn't been for a while. But anytime they play New Orleans. I was kind of worried because yeah. Drew Brees, you never know when Drew Brees is going to come out to play. Drew he Brees, could come out and throw three interceptions or he's going to come out and throw four touchdowns. He may him. mask your 5-11 and 11 record, right? Like exactly. Might, yeah, okay. exactly. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, finally, just before we head on uh, to my personal favorite segment of today, uh, do you guys just want to give me a little bit of a rundown of uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and Denver? Like, where are they at now? Did you like their drafts? Based Not off like their, their drafts? drafts? Yeah, based off like their drafts. Like a breakdown of each team. Well, did you like, like their drafts? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure, so yeah, I'll let sure. Nick start with Tampa Bay. Yeah, so Tampa didn't really do what I expected, but do they have, like, everyone's draft predictions was, oh, Derwin James to Tampa, Derwin James to Tampa. And yeah. no such I don't know, man. Game. What I've learned now is that the most obvious predictions probably aren't going to be the pick that happens. Yeah, that's uh, but no, man. When I when I saw what they did with Buffalo, essentially, looking back on the draft now, okay. So here's what happened: Tampa owned the number seven, seven overall pick. pick. Yep. Buffalo owned the number twelve. Yeah. Buffalo really needed a quarterback. They wanted Josh Allen. Josh Allen's still there at seven. There was rumors that Tampa and Buffalo have been talking about trading this pick. The trade happens. Yeah. Buffalo selects Josh Allen. All along, Tampa Bay was never even considering draft. Well, they were considering drafting Derwin, obviously, but they wanted the defensive tackle. They chose Vita Bay yeah. from Washington. So now they were going to pick him at seven, took the risk in trading back with Buffalo, got him at 12, got two second-round picks from Buffalo. Yeah. Now they have three second-round picks in, in the second round. So essentially, if you look at it, they got, for the seventh-round pick, they got Vita Bay, their number 12 pick, and they got two cornerbacks, and they got a running back. Yeah. For their seventh pick. They've turned one pick into those four guys. Yeah. Two second round picks so in the second round? They've addressed all their needs. They've addressed they needed pressure on the defensive line. <laughs> they got they signed JPP and Vinnie Curry in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. They've got a totally reworked defensive line. They drafted three DBs in the draft. They drafted an O lineman and they drafted a running back. These are all areas of need. So in my opinion, I mean I think they did very well, and I was impressed. You've liked. I your, was happy as a fan. Oh, fair enough. You've liked your free agency and your draft from your 100% team so far. So far. Fair enough. 100%. Taylor. Based off the weaknesses of last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Green Bay, Taylor? Green Bay had a great draft. Yeah, it's yeah. unreal yeah, draft. Yeah. They biggest need is a cornerback. We all knew that. Pass yeah. defense has been questionable at best. It's the worst. Probably terrible. <laughs> is a better way to terrible play. at best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got Jair Alexander after trading down with the New Orleans Saints and trading back up in the draft to get their guy. And I think what their mindset was because Duran James was sliding, and he was the third. Like he was the guy at DB yeah. from where they picked. So I think their mindset was we're gonna trade down in New Orleans. And as soon as Derwin James gets tr picked, we're going to trade up to get our guy because then he'll be the next best available DB. Waiting to see where Derwin James is. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. I think that's exactly what they did. San Diego took him at 17. They traded back up 18, got their guy. And I think there's a great move by uh, the new GM, Brian Gutekust. Guess as good as mine. Uh, Goody. Old Goody over there. Yeah, and then second round, they come back, double up with another corner. Rumored to be going to Green Bay at 14 yeah. in the first round. So Close to the second. Yeah, Josh Jackson to Iowa, eight interceptions last year. Ball hawk, you can't really argue with those numbers. Yeah. Then they uh, they get the line, some linemen, punter, wide receivers after the loss of Jordy Nelson. Can never have too many wide receivers on that team. Aaron Rodgers is going to turn them all into... They'll, they'll find a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Valuable assets maybe for trading or even just developing and just keeping Green Bay. Team, That's right. 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 I think it was a great draft. Yep, good moves by the new GM. Getting more picks from later drafts and still getting guys that they were key on. Nice. I agree. I, I really liked what Green Bay did in the draft, too. It's good to see your team actually addressing the needs yeah, that yeah, they yeah. need to be filled. It's yeah. like you, it's a head you, were, you, were, you were thinking the same thing that they were thinking in their war room. They're like, we need this, and they're like, we need this. You know yeah. what they need? It might not be the player you wanted or like the, the order need. that they yeah. pick it in, like but in it's... terms of talent. Well, but... I understand the Jair Alexander over Derwin James because Derwin James uh -huh. is mostly a safety. When they got Ha Clinton Dix at free safety, and they got the rookie they drafted last year, Josh Jones, a strong safety. So that wasn't really an area of need. They're going to see what this, this uh, Josh Jones got in them. They also got Kentrell Bryce coming back from injury. He's gonna, I think he's going to be a really good, good player. All right. And then, so they needed a corner. So they got a guy who's strictly a corner. He's going to come in. He's going to play man-to-man. -man. He's physical. I love the way he plays. Yep. Two happy fans for D-Bay and T-Bay. <laughs> um, we're going to switch gears here for a second. Um, did you guys hear about the Josh Allen uh, tweets being released? So Josh Allen, I mean, whatever. He's a He was a kid when it happened. Yeah, we could talk about it. I mean, I'm not going to get too much into that but did you guys hear about like the conspiracy theory that a different team released those tweets so that he would possibly fall back to him yeah like, could you see buffalo doing that like, that's insane. <laughs> could you uh, imagine if kim and terry pagula were were thinking that this is our like, guy it's like this is it guy the only way to get him is to prove he's a racist what are we gonna yeah. do? and we're gonna put him into a room yeah full of predominantly yeah. black people let's bring him to buffalo yeah. <laughs> racist central i don't um, know man i feel like uh i feel like that was an ex-girlfriend or some dude back in the day friend didn't like or something them. like that. You yeah. know, they don't like to see people shine, and they thought it would be cool. Or really, it happens all the time. Well, and it, it, it just kind of, Nick, you kind of just you know, hit the the head on my point that like sports conspiracy conspiracy theories in general are just so ridiculous, right? Like, I mean, it's who has the time to create such an intrigue? Like, <laughs> Like, the best fiction writers, you, like, if William Shakespeare was alive today, he'd be sitting there going, like, ah, shit, how do, how do I compete with this? Or he's, like, crawling, scrolling through YouTube, like, how, how do I compete with this? All I got is this weird half-donkey man and the Merchant of Venice. Um, half-donkey But, uh, yeah, they're just, they're just so ridiculous. And, like, who has the time? It's also sports. Like, who cares about 
these conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Like, Nick, I think you said it best. It's probably just a vindictive ex-girlfriend or ex-friend or someone in his family who feels slighted by him exactly. or something like that. Like, right? I don't know, man. It's just small uh, town things. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Shit that we're all too familiar with. Um, and then, so that just kind of got me leading into like down down different roads. Like, uh, I'm not sure if our our listeners are are privy to this, but catfishing of ex NBA players is a legitimate problem right now in the in the NBA. I encourage everyone to go search. Uh, Ray Allen catfishing story and Chris Anderson, Chris Birdman Anderson, uh, the catfishing story. If you guys ever want to appear on the podcast, we would love to hear your side of this story. <laughs> but they're just, they're so insane, right? Like, it just makes me think of like a really insane, intricate conspiracy theory, right? And I just, guys, just please let me sort of, uh, you know, kind of go riff here a little bit with you guys. Take it away. But, uh, so I was talking to my brother the other day, and so what do you think LeBron James does in free agency? This, uh, okay. Win or lose. Win or lose. What do you think LeBron James does in free agency? I, I actually find it hard Toronto. to see him leaving Cleveland. Me too, right? Yeah. I genuinely don't understand. If he wants to be the best basketball player of all time, he can't leave Cleveland. I don't think he should leave. I don't think, I he, don't should think he should leave either, right? Like, if you go to Philadelphia, all you're going to start hearing about is problems with him and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid because they want to play their young kind of hip way, right? And they're good yeah. for the NBA. LeBron James plays it a different way. I think it kind of be stupid for Philly to bring in LeBron. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. That would All totally of... break up their current chemistry. Yeah. And Ben Simmons would be super pissed and would He'd never... He'd stunt his development. Exactly, right? They're the same player. I, I, yeah, that, I don't think that'll happen. I don't get that at all. I, I understand... Is that a rumor? It is a rumor. I believe, like, I'm, the rumor with him going to LA makes more sense because mm-hmm. him and Lonzo would be pretty good together, I think. Yeah. Again, those similar players. Similar styles yeah. of play, right? Yeah. But I think for Lonzo's development, LeBron James would be good there. Also, but LeBron also has to take a backseat in ball handling. Yep. Until Lonzo, some, exactly, right? Like, he becomes a different player. Yeah. Um, right now, there's about eight teams with cap space um, in the season. Six of them are, you know, the Phoenix Suns, the Chicago Bulls, and teams like that. So you're looking at, basically, it's either Philadelphia signing him, which I don't think will happen, uh, him resigning with Cleveland, or him going to the Los Angeles Lakers. And maybe I believe the him going to the Los Angeles Lakers theory a little bit, but if he does, he has to admit something, that he will never be the best basketball player of all time. If he wants to go to Los Angeles and create his media empire and build his brand and secure his legacy, I have no problem with that. But then, and like, he's going to give 110%. Absolutely, he's LeBron James. But if you go to Los Angeles, basketball is no longer your number one priority. Right now, staying in the East with Cleveland is still his best chance of getting out of the finals. Like, you can't go through the gauntlet that is Phoenix, or uh, Phoenix, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Booker, baby, big season head yeah, he's like LeBron James, the only guy he's scared of is yeah. Devin Booker. Um, I can't see him going through Houston, Golden State, whatever San Antonio will become, because you know they're not going to let all that drama keep them down for too long. You know San Antonio's going to figure it out. Uh, Utah looks pretty formidable, right? Like, I have no problem with Utah right now. Um, whatever Portland does, like, Portland's got some assets, some wiggle room. Like, we can yeah. talk about what they'll do over the summer. Um, but if LeBron James goes to Los Angeles, I have no problem with it, but he's admitting that basketball is no longer his number one priority. Building his brand, building his media empire. He's almost like jumping ship again when if going he's living top. in L.A. Yep, exactly. If he goes to L.A., I really have no problem with it, and he's going to give 110% in every basketball game. He's LeBron James. And he will make those Lakers infinitely better right now. But his hardest, that would be the hardest path for him to get to the finals, which would lead me to think that he cares more about his lifestyle his media brand, his media empire, and all of that stuff, right? Which, again, I have no problem with, but you're saying that, and he's also, you're taking out of the conversation of greatest all time, right away. Like, that's, exactly, it's jumping ship again when the going gets tough. Yeah. Right, like, yeah, it, that's, yeah. I have no problem with it. Um, 
But if that's what it is, that's fine, LeBron James. But that's now your perception. That's how I perceive you. But buddy, uh, buddy pal, if you want a great movie idea, I, I just thought of this and it, I was thinking of all like the ex-NBA players getting catfished and stuff like that. And I just thought like, wouldn't it be fantastic like if it just came out that LeBron James was getting catfished by someone? Like, because you could see like the press conference of him stepping up and like taking responsibility for it and everything like that. And like him coming out like a really sympathetic leader. Um, cause he is like, he's a great, great ambassador for the league. He's a great ambassador for, for every, like uh, truly is. If I could just see him like, uh, you know, I know LeBron James was uh, getting cat. Like I know he was messing around, but, uh, LeBron James owned up to it. Right. It can create like a really sympathetic kind of vibe. Right. But have you guys ever seen Gone Girl, the movie with Ben Affleck? Yeah. 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 No, I could just, Nick has not seen it. So 50, 50 people are going to understand what I'm saying. I could just see like a twist halfway through that movie that LeBron James actually was paying someone to catfish himself because he wanted to control the narrative of his catfishing. <laughs> <laughs> just like a really intricate should... plot, like halfway through the movie, it's like it starts as a documentary and halfway through it becomes like a crime thriller <laughs> in the vein of Gone Girl with LeBron James starring in it the entire time. It's also almost essentially what he's doing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. More or less. <laughs> exactly, right? But LeBron James, if you want to write that movie, buddy, we'll uh, contact we'll Beers Mandatory. Beers Mandatory. Beers Mandatory. <laughs> um, what a perfect segue, guys. I actually have thought that out a lot better. So if anyone's interested, uh, <laughs> cool. Well, oh my God, we're such idiots. We did not put any social handles in the start of our podcast. We'll wait for the end. We should, yeah, we should do it now, though. Or now. We should really do it now. <laughs> we're about 30 minutes late to that party. Um, Beers Mandatory on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, at Beers Mandatory. Pretty simple. We tried to keep it simple for you guys. Yeah. Can't believe no one came up with that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, Facebook and domain and everything like that. Uh, everything else, Snapchat's coming on its way and everything like that, guys. But you're looking at beers mandatory. Guys and gals, it's 2018. Give us a follow if you like it. Um, four step. Uh, second round of playoff preview in the NBA. Again, I got to give a kudos to LeBron James today. We'll give him another round of applause there, buddy. Uh, 45 points. I believe it was 8 and 7 or 7 and 7. Something like that. And he was Put the team on his back. Yeah. Put the team on his back. As per usual. Yep. As per usual. Three this four, year, at least. Three 40-point... Yeah, wrote him all the way to fantasy. Uh, championship. Graham won the fantasy championship. Remember that. Um, this year. In football and basketball, <laughs> by the way. Football and basketball. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. So the second round playoff preview. Um, Cavaliers-Raptors. Let's hear it. Taylor, give me your pick. Cavaliers-Raptors. Total unbiased yeah. pick. Where do we live? Uh, Toronto Raptors win. <laughs> I agree, man. Give me the number of games and give me why. Raptors in six. Raptors in six? That's aggressive. Uh, you can't count LeBron out, so they're not, there's count. no way there's a sweep you for either LeBron. side, even if the Raptors just miraculously lose, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I like Raptors six, Raptors in seven. It's yeah. going more than five the games. end. I think it'll go to the end, too. Yeah? So, I know I, I said Raptors in six, because that's what I want to see. But I think it's going to go to the end. Go to seven? I cannot handle that stress. No, um, it's going to be stressful. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think the most important thing that the Raptors have right now is Fred Van Fleet back in the lineup. Yes. He's played 21 minutes. Yeah. home court advantage. I don't think the Raptors lose in Have Toronto. they ever had that against Cleveland in the playoffs? Nope. That's huge. Not in this iteration, I guess. But they would have never played the Cleveland Cavaliers back in That's the That's huge, man. But yeah, oh, absolutely, right? Like, that crowd... Like in recent... We, yeah. we will get on LeBron James. That's 100%. a fact, right? Yeah. Like... 
Toronto sure. crowd is it can be guilty of being kind of a corporate crowd, especially for the Leafs and even for the Raptors, right? Yeah. But in crunch time, fourth quarter, in a game when you need a fan on your side, it gets loud. And our fans are aggressive. Lee agreeing with one another that the opposing <laughs> team sucks so much, right? Like that's they will do that. They'll they'll get on you. And you'll have Drake there chirping LeBron the entire time. Drake will drop <laughs> just distracts. like he did to John Wall. Yeah, Drake will drop distracts. That will happen. So will Cardinal official. Apparently. Um, yeah, I like the Cavaliers against the Raptors. The Cavaliers had ever. I like the Raptors against the Cavaliers. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Oh! He's out here. He's fired. You're fired. Um, Raptors. Against the Cavaliers. Raptors against the Cavaliers. Raptors against the Cavaliers. Um, Raptors are going to come at the Cavaliers with the exact same game plan the Indiana Pacers did. Just kill them by committee. Uh, and the Raptors have better players in that Way committee. committee. And a considerably deeper committee. Yeah. Right? Like, just plain and simple. They're going like, to win. Kevin Love had 16 points today on, like, 5 of 14 shooting. 10 of that in the fourth quarter. So, yes, he showed up, but it was way too tight. Like Way he needed, late. he wait, he needed to show up, or else, like that, that's a different game. Kevin Love's gonna have a hard time with Ibaka guarding him. Hundred percent. I like right now the LeBron James. I think this is. I mean, you could say last year with PJ Tucker, that was the best one-on-one -on -one defender we've had for LeBron James. I mean, it's tough integrating someone with seven weeks left in a season for sure. But after watching OG and Anobi on Bradley Beal and John Wall, and then watching uh, Siakam on John Wall in the fourth quarter of Game Six. Not sure if you guys watched Game Six, uh, the Raptors Wizards closeout game. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, Pascal Siakam. I mean, John Wall was tired. Guys coming back. Hey, it's okay. John Wall's coming back from surgery and uh, and everything like that. I'm sure he's tired, but Pascal Siakam gave him no inches. John Wall. John Wall. Pascal Siakam shut him down in that fourth quarter. Right. I like him guarding. I like. I like because you can't throw the same guy at LeBron James all game. No. No. That I'm sorry. LeBron James is too good. He will figure it out. And, like, LeBron James this game had Lance Stevenson and then uh, Bogdanovich on him for, like, a stretch. It was towards the end of the second quarter. Um, and he scored six straight points on post-ups, right? Like, LeBron James doesn't post up anymore, but at the end of the day, he can still get the ball and bully his way to get exactly. two points in the basket, right? Like, you're just not going to be able to stop him. That's, that's plain and simple, right? Right. And you know what? Maybe LeBron James does get 40 points. But you're not giving up. But you're not giving up those open looks to Kevin Love and those yeah. guys, right? I yeah. feel like LeBron is, because like they LeBron's were still letting they were letting Wall like Wall had great games. Yeah, and Beal had I, the last couple games. Beal was three. You points. can't completely shut down star players. You can't no. completely shut down. They're gonna play exactly. Yeah, like I, I I have no problem with LeBron James shooting mid range jump shots or getting layups in the paint. I really have no problem with that. I don't think they'll get it as easy as Indiana. Me and you were talking the other day about uh, JV is the ultimate advantage that the Toronto Raptors have until the Philadelphia 76ers, if they play the 76ers right. in the Eastern Conference. Because right. Joel Embiid can't shut down JV. But JV, you put him in the middle, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, those guys aren't doing anything against him. No right? Like that's Tristan Thompson's got that baby mama drama. Uh, baby mama drama. Andre, 3000. Yeah. <laughs> you ever want to be on the podcast, Andre? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like the Raptors over the Cavaliers. Um... They have some, some rest time. They're not tired or anything like that. Yes. Van Fleet came back. That Those bench units in game game six against the first five games are completely different. The yeah. confidence that they yeah. played with, the cool composure and everything like that. They can play like that right now against the Cavaliers starters with Le LeBron James on the court. They can play like that against them, let alone the scrubs they're going to be putting on the bench, right? Like, I know everyone's going to say in America, Cleveland Cavaliers beat Raptors the last two times. And yes, the Raptors blew a 15-point... Halftime lead for sure. 
But Jose Calderon had a season high in that game of 19 points, 4-4 from the three-point line. Just don't see Jose Calderon hitting 4-4 from the three-point line every game. Like he's, <laughs> no. he's shooting 27 27% from three in the playoffs. It's, it's just not going to happen at this We're stage. far too familiar with Jose. Yeah, we love you, buddy. If you're one of the other podcasts. Um, Rodney Hood was not even... I don't think he played today. I, exactly. He was a ghost. Exactly. Um, Tristan Thompson had his best game of the series, 15-10. He showed up in Game 7 for sure. He had three combined points in the first six games. Oh, what? Yeah. And he showed up, absolutely. Tristan Thompson showed up and played one game. But if you're like, oh, we're going to get one game from Tristan Thompson in a series, right? Like, that's kind of a tricky proposition to, to bet yourself on. Uh, no, I like the Raptors against the Cavaliers. I mean, sure enough, last week we were talking about how the Raptors are going to sweep the Wizards and just got fucking bombarded at home. So, you know, it'll probably be a slugfest, but... Yeah, that was... Uh... I'm going to say something bold here. Raptors in five. Raptors in five. five. Raptors in five. Wow, I like it. I think they'll split at home the first two games. Okay. LeBron will carry him to game one or game two victory. Yep. And then Toronto goes to Cleveland. So you don't think Cleveland wins at home? No. I don't. I, I, like, takes, I like it. I, th I think Toronto <laughs> takes game four on the road and then comes back. And LeBron James after game four will be like... I think he'll find, like, he never calls it his teammates, but I think he'll find it, like, there'll be just the most subtle jab about, like, <laughs> I need Jordan Clarkson to hit a shot. Like, <laughs> Jordan Clarkson, you just took 16 shots and you haven't hit one. I need you to hit a shot, right? Like, I think it'll come out like that, and then those guys will be demoralized and... Break, be, break apart the squad. Break apart the squad. Like, yeah, if, that, if that's how it folds, then... I almost like LeBron's bolting in the summer. <laughs> if that's how it goes, yeah, I can see Jordan Clarkson getting traded in the summer. He'll come to Toronto. Yeah, so yeah could you imagine, man? That would be. Uh, how would that even work? LeBron, we've the James veteran minimum. Not yeah. going to Toronto. Yeah. I don't think Toronto wants LeBron. Uh, I don't no. think that would mess up your team. Toronto's yeah, got LeBron. I think right now, honestly, and like, and again, this isn't a shot at LeBron James. I think he probably missed his opportunity to leave to go to a different team. I think right now the NBA. Not so much that they don't need LeBron James, but right now, I don't know the offense that has the cap space and everything like that. I don't know where he can go that can be tailor-made around him without directly right. directly making your team worse. Right. Like, yes, he could go to the Phoenix Suns or the Chicago Bulls or anything like that and sign for max money, and they would make their offense like rotate around him. But I don't think that LeBron James is going to go to Phoenix or Chicago or, or like Orlando. Or anything like that. <laughs> no, like, I don't no, think no, that's no. going to happen, right? It's so, like, like smaller market team. Not exactly. Chicago, but... But like where he could fit in is... Uh, I'm trying to think of a team right now, but there's a team full of three-point shooters. Is there a team like that in the league right now? Exactly, right? Like Even if he goes to the Lakers, right? You're impeding Lonzo Ball's development. LeVar won't like that. You know, LeVar's going to sound off the entire time in the media saying, LeBron James couldn't win a championship. He had to come play with my son. Then LeBron's <laughs> now going to have to be like... Hey, Lonzo, I fucking hate your dad, right? Like, that's just awkward, right? It impedes Lonzo development. Uh, the Lakers right now are not a team that's made up for LeBron James to come in and step in and just automatically win. They don't just have a litany of three-point shooters or anything no. like that. You can't go to Philadelphia. That's breaking up, uh, that's breaking up their chemistry there. Uh, ben Simmons doesn't want that guy coming into his house or anything like no. that. I just don't see the team right now that needs LeBron James or could justifiably make their offense focus on LeBron James? I just think in the long term, it's like teams that want to bring LeBron James, that's a, of course, it'll be 
you'll be good. You'll be Automatically, good. he'll carry your team to the playoffs. Every yeah, year. like he will. He will. It's just for the long term development of the team you're trying to build is now greatly impacted. I don't see. I don't see where LeBron James can go. So I think he's back at Cleveland. That's mandatory, guys. Mandatory. Um, I just don't think he can go anywhere. I think he's back in Cleveland. Even if they flame out in five, like I think they will. I think he's back in Cleveland. I like it. I like they still have the eighth pick. Another year, like don't get me wrong, Rodney Hood, Jordan, Jordan Clarkson, Jordy Clarkson. I actually like Rodney Hood. As I a like player. Rodney Hood. I like Jordan Clarkson as a player. I like George Hill. I like Larry Nance Jr. Right, like Larry Nance Jr. is what Tristan Thompson should have been this year—a rim rocking, rim protecting, athletic pick, right? And I think a year together with LeBron James, with the eighth overall pick as well, too. Whatever they do with that, like I'm sure they trade it and get someone decent as well, too. Excuse me. I, I think that that team is better than they are this year, just by time and and getting together, but. Now, how about this? What what if uh, they somehow get Mellow to go to Cleveland? Well, then I think that they're going to have the exact same problems that OKC just had this year. Yeah. Mellow's already said in his exit interviews, I'm not coming Come off the bench. bench. He did say that, yeah. It's like, Mellow, man. If Mellow can get a shot back down, though, him and LeBron James could arguably be very dangerous together. Well, that's what they told Mellow to do this year. Mellow, go stand in a corner and shoot catch threes. Yeah. Right? And they he did, did it, and he got plenty of looks, but he didn't really do it, right? Yeah. And he also said, I didn't like the style of play that I had to do this year. And to Melo's credit, he came in and said, I'll stand in a corner, catch the ball, and shoot threes. And he didn't like it, and he wasn't very good at it. There's no way Melo's staying in OKC. I think he is. You think so? He's got a $28 million player option. So I think he's got wow. 28 million reasons to, uh, to mm -hmm. stay in OKC. He's not getting that money anywhere. So you think he stays even with... If Paul George resigns, oh, I think I think you'll hear as soon as Melo can say I'm opting into my player option. Okay, he's opting. Why would he go? Where's he gonna get twenty eight million? Well, I don't know. It's up to money at that point, right? If you well, say he was uh, unhappy with the way he was playing this season, yeah. that's a reason to leave right there. Yeah, sure enough. But where would he go? Where would you go? Exactly. Does he, does he want to be the number one guy again? Does he like? I think he wants to be more of a ball dominant. Does he us. think he can lead a team to playoff I think, again? I think what he's thinking eh, is that he can. I don't be, think so. I think he thinks he can be Paul George on the OKC Thunder from this year. So if Paul George leaves, it can be a Russell Westbrook one, Mellow two option, and even then I question it. I just don't think him and Russ are. I don't know, man. I don't know. Russ I think is a hard person to play with. I think, I think Mellow's a hard person to play with too. I think Melo's a pure sport. That's why it doesn't work. I think, yeah, <laughs> like I, I think you're basically saying let's get two of arguably the best pure scores of our generation on the same team. Like in theory, that should work. But like you know what it almost reminds me of is like the. Uh, I'm not sure if you're watching the NBA then, but like the 2008 through 2011, 12, uh, Denver Nuggets with Allen Iverson and Carmelo Anthony. I got the end tail, the tail end, end of that right. Like in theory, that should have been the greatest team of all time. Yeah. Right? But like. <laughs> They both averaged, like, close to 30 points for, like, two, three straight years, right? But flame out in the second conference. Flame out yeah. in the... They, they got to the Western Conference Finals, for sure. But, you know, it's always, like, a flame out. I just don't think that, that that works. And everything I was just saying about LeBron James, I would say the same thing about Carmelo Anthony. What, what modern NBA offense says we want a guy that's going to hold on to the ball, pound the rock, and get a contested mid-range jumper? Yeah. Like, I just don't think that that offense exists right now. It's conundrum. Aggressive. Agreement. I don't like seeing. I don't like seeing <laughs> mellow, not mellow. I like. I like mellow. You know. I love. Yeah, for sure, man. The but hype like, around Carmelo Anthony. I love, I love him when he's playing his best basketball. Did he have his time? I I absolutely think he's had his time, and I think in sports, 
more so, not even just in sports, in life in general. This is to anyone above the age of 55 listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> under over on that being anyone. Uh, um, it's zero. So true. Zero. Um, zero. But uh, you, need, you need to adapt to life. Plain and simple. And Carmelo Anthony is not a number two right now. Carmelo Anthony should become the all-time greatest corner three-point shooter. That's where he should be in his career. He should become like the best catch three-point shooter because then teams will jump out at him and then he's going on the baseline for a floater for a mid-range yeah. right? Like that's what Carmelo Anthony should be. And I think right now his mindset is I need to be Paul George. He's just not ready to accept. But then I don't but then, but then I don't care about you, right? Then you're you're irrelevant to me. If you're not ready to accept who you are at your stage in your life, then you have a weird uh self-understanding or self-awareness of who you are. It must be tough though, man. You've been at the top of the game, elite all-star in this league for how long, and now all of a sudden you're supposed to make this transition to be a role player? Yeah. It's hard. It's ego as well. No, it's not easy, right? That's what happens though when you join a team that has various superstars on it. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to know that, you know, like... Udonis Haslam, back in the day before LeBron and Chris Bosh came, was a legit baller. Well, that's why kudos to... Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, like they let LeBron James come in, come in. Well, not Dwayne Wade mostly, because Chris no. Bosh also joined. No, no, but like legit, all those guys just accepted their roles. Yeah, and I think like you know what, and we're Toronto fans. I was spurned by Chris Bosh, but Chris Bosh was a winner, plain and simple. He approached the game at the time that he was playing it as a winner, game in game out. And right now, I think Melo is at a crossroad. I think Melo needs to approach the game who he is. Like, everyone after that him. team was made, like, Chris Bosh was almost like an afterthought to a lot of people, but, like, he still was. a 17-9 afterthought, like, he still gets your, he still got his stats and won championships. Yeah, but he, but, like, he wasn't the same player he was in Toronto because he wasn't as flashy. He's not putting up. Exactly, right? You weren't aware, like, exactly. No, but that's what I'm saying. He accepted who he was. Yeah, that thing. At, and Chris Bosh was 27, 26, 27. He had a lot of prime Man, life. that guy could have stayed in Toronto, got <laughs> yeah. back out in his prime, and averaged 30 and 12, yeah. for crying out loud, right? Exactly. He decided to yeah, win a championship, was. right? And right now... But it wasn't like he was a ghost. Like, yeah, you said 17-9. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, uh, and a greater example is Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, uh, Paul Pierce in yeah. 2008, yeah. right? Like, they all immediately took hits to their stats, but won a championship. So I think right now, and I think Melo could be a great third piece. Like, I, I genuinely... You want him to be the next... You want him to be Ray Allen. I think he can. I really genuinely think he could accept that role like, from a skill set standpoint, and become a great corner three-point shooter who can fake and get people off the line and draw and make a play. I think he can do that, but I don't think he wants to. And I guess it's hard, you know, I get the ego, I get everything like that, yeah. but... Yeah, that's just it. But then that's you, that's... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I, I, I could care less, right? I could, I, exactly. Then you don't want to win, and I don't care about your place in NBA history, right? Like, plain and simple. And he's a great scorer. He was. But I do respect the thought of, yeah, I want to win, but I want to... I don't want to sell out almost... That's the way he's probably looking at it, right? Like... You could do that and create the super team and win championships, but then that, in his mind, is that, well, that championship okay. is tainted. Then how about, the, then, yeah, for sure, for sure, but then how about accept the $28 million player option and be that anyways? Get Paul George back, accept your $28 million uh, player option, you're getting paid, you're getting your money, but accept that role. It's not a tainted championship anymore, is it? No. Right? Like you were there and everything? You're not chasing, you're not you're not chasing, chasing the ring. The ring. Yeah. You're on the team that you were traded to, yeah. right? Like... Yeah, and you know, and you're, Taylor, you're right. It's got to be tough for the from an ego standpoint and everything like that. But you're 34, Mello, 34, 35. You're not getting younger. No, right? no, not at all. It's you. You can change how the way you play, or you can 
go down dying. That's why AI left the league how he did. Kobe Bryant, his last four years were embarrassing. Plain and simple, his last four years were embarrassing. Yeah, he, can't, he can't be injury. the show your entire career. It, but exactly. He had an Achilles injury. Could have become anything else. Yeah. Could have become like the greatest point guard of all time. Kobe Bryant understood the game better than probably... The only person that probably understood it better was Jordan. Right? Like, Kobe Bryant could have become the best point guard of all time. But he chose to go out gunning. And yes, he got 61 points on, on his final game, or 60 points. It was crazy. I watched that game. But... Uh, Took like 40 shots, I think. Yeah, and some of that defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, no disrespect. Yeah, was... no, he still got it, right? He got to hit those shots. Kobe's Kobe. But, uh, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, Kobe, I'm not saying he could have gotten another championship or anything like that, because I think he wanted to stay for the Vita Lakers. But I think he could have become a better mentor for that team. But I also do think it was almost like a mutual parting. Like, I think the Lakers were ready to move on and go in a different direction. Oh, yeah, he was retired. No, but I'm saying those last four years, though, like... Yeah, but I think, like, if Kobe wanted to keep playing, I think it will... Like, I don't think he would have stayed on the Lakers. No, no, for sure. But I'm saying those last four years, like, he was still chucking shots, like, going out of style, right? I'm saying you could have gone back, taught how to do that to your guys in practice, and just gone out there and played the game the right way. Moved the oh, ball okay, a little bit, right? Like, just accepted who... Because you were no longer... I meant afterwards, after the four years. No, 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 oh, sorry, okay. sorry. But, like, you were right. Like, he had the Achilles injury. That's a possible injury to come back from, right? He had uh, back problems and everything like that. But Kobe Bryant could have just... He was really like a 6'6 point guard just dummy and everything, right? Like, the guy had unbelievable hands, unbelievable vision for the game. And I just say it's it's almost like a... I would have liked to have seen that part of... I don't think he was ready to do that. Exactly, He's, right? Exactly. But look how bad those last four years were. That's right, yeah. So I think Bell has got to really ask himself, do I want to be... Can I just say I'm not a I'm not a huge Russ fan. I do think he's a great player, but I want to give him mad respect for that game. That game's game six, five. Game, game five. Game five. Man, that guy was hitting everything. That guy single handedly brought that team back in that third quarter. Absolutely, that was ridiculous. Yeah, but I don't think that's ever gonna win you a championship. That was a very poignant conversation we just had about the NBA guys. Um, Philly Celtics. We're just gonna kind of go over all this quick. Philly Philly Celtics. I, Who do we I gotta take Philly. Win? Gotta take Philly with Celtics with those injuries. I think it's yeah, come it's back tough. to bite him in the second round. It's tough. It's tough, right? Philly. Philly? Yeah. Yeah, I did not love how Milwaukee closed out that game. There was a, a play, like, so they were down by about six, I saw it, and they missed a shot. Jamari Parker missed a rebound. Didn't even run back on defense. I'm like, get that guy off my team. Seriously. Uh, West matchups, I think it's safe to say Golden State over New Orleans. You think so, especially with rumors of Curry coming back in, too? On Tuesday, yeah, yeah. It's going to be Golden State versus Houston. Right? Yeah. And uh, on our, once that happens, cannot wait to watch. That'll be a fun series. Yeah. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be... And you know what else will be a good series? Toronto and Philly. Knock on wood. Uh, Toronto, <laughs> Toronto Cleveland's going to be a good series, too. Yeah, true enough. Right no, now. for okay. sure. Let's get past Cleveland first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get back... Uh, that's alright, Nick. Let's beat LeBron. Let's beat LeBron. Beat LeBron! 2018. <laughs> um... Again, and this is—I just think this is funny. No disrespect to the Pelicans or the uh, or the, the Pelicans for no disrespect. I think that yeah. their future is a lot brighter than it was going into the playoffs. I for I sure. thought they would flame out because they would live and die on Anthony Davis. Um, and the Jazz holiday played great. Pelicans are a few pieces away. Yeah, role yeah. players, bench players. For sure. Jazz, I think, is more development away than anything. Yes, like they're just more internal development. Yep. So I love the Rubio Donovan Mitchell. They played a good. Rudy Gobert, man. And, you know, he's, he's, it's like watching it, man, like, it's just, how can you drive? Like, how can you, how can you say, going the, how can you yeah. say in your head, you're like, this is the best shot I have. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to drive at, at Rudy Gobert. Um, but so again, no disrespect to them, but I think that just probably speaks to how good Golden State and Houston have been this year. I don't even have like their matchups listed. I just have West matchups. Cause I think we, we all agreed on who was going to be, uh, coming out West. Um, also Guys, this is going to be curious. We'll throw this out on our social media channels, at Beers Mandatory. 
Um, but I know Tay and Nick just kind of wanted to have a little bit of an argument about uh, shitty professional sports jerseys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, let, I'll let Tay start just a little bit about that. Okay, so it's always been known that if anyone thinks the jersey's ugly, it's almost Nick's favorite jersey of that team. <laughs> <laughs> you know those neon green Thursday night football jerseys? The Nick's Seahawks. Nick's, Nick's, Nick's a, a fan of neon green in any jersey color scheme. Yeah. Which is uh, mind-boggling. That's only Seattle. And Atlanta Hawks. No, I don't like that. Uh, uh, he draws a line. He draws a line. Because it's like they got red, orange. They got all these warm colors going, and then they just throw in neon green. This came warm up because <laughs> I, like, I cannot stand the Drake Raptors jerseys. I think the... No, they're nice. The black and gold. Not a fan. This doesn't make sense. They're, not a fan. Yeah, like, I understand it does make sense. It makes sense because it's Drake, but, like, they're, you're not and the Raptors, Raptors when I'm watching. It doesn't look like the Raptors to me. And I, and I was telling, uh, telling Tay and Nick that... The NBA is definitely trying to go for a more uniformed look. Like, if you'll notice, a lot of uniforms have come out where it's just, like, the city's name or the team's name and something like that, and just, like, a very muted color, right? Like, Cleveland's the land jerseys. That's great. That's, like, literally the most muted Those color. Those are terrible jerseys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, like, finally. <laughs> but, like, the NBA is just trying to kind of, like, simplify everyone's look. Right. Like, I go back to the Utah Jazz. They were rocking those mountain jerseys up till 2010. I loved those jerseys. Those are great jerseys. Those mountain jerseys, right? Like, they were fantastic jerseys. And we were just saying about the Toronto Raptors because, well, where do we live? Um, if they had to do an alternate jersey or something like that, like, go back to the original 95 Bring that dinosaur back. The dinosaur <laughs> with, like, the silver that lining and sick. the Toronto purple, right? Like, just one game a year. That's all I wanted. Is they did for a bit. Game. They did, like, bat before Two the jerseys three years changed, ago, they, they did, like... Those. Yeah, yeah. But they're a darker purple. Yeah, exactly. Really, just go back. Like, if you're going to do it, it doesn't have to be all the time, just one or two games. Um, we're not asking much, Masai. We're not asking much. Um, I love you, Masai. And Masai, we trust. Yeah. <laughs> Masai, we trust. And we're just going to jump uh, really quickly into uh, second round NHL playoffs. Um, from a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, um, Graham only. Yeah. Particularly tough to talk about. I was in a bar in Barrie with my boss and then like a boss of another uh, another company, um, and they're like, "Graham, you're fucking nuts to watch hockey." <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, "We're never doing that again." We're just like, we probably Graham's worlds collided. Yeah, was it game seven? Yeah, it was game seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think I understand. They'd just be like, so it was really weird. It was like a lovely sports bar. Um, it, it's Barrie. <laughs> I know, but it was like really weird because there was like you know the stereotypical drunks that you would see at a bar, me and my boss and his friend from another company, and then in the back was a paint night. Oh yeah, an odd, in an odd sense. combination, like a, like a club, like a club. Yeah, like a paint, paint night, night, right? Yeah, like, like a, a bar, a bar, like a. You know, like they do the big like paint nights, sports grill. Like you wear like a white T-shirt, people just throw paint on each other, type of thing. No, what? <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I think they're talking about paint parties. What, what are you talking about? You're like a paint uh, night. Like, we're on different pages. Paint night, man. You have yeah. a canvas like party. Canvas and and someone teaches you how to paint. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though? It's like nightclubs. No. They'd have like a paint party. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, like they a bar. Paint. Oh, no, no, no. Everyone wears white shit. You just throw paint at each other. No, man. They call them a paint party. Can Nick? We, yeah. Nick, the life you live, man. I, Trust me. Um, me and just heard about him. Me and Lauren did one one night. It was like a tree, and I'm like the worst artistic person. You gotta throw a paint each other? No, no. <laughs> you just acted. That's just so. That's Thursday night. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So we're doing one of those paint nights, and it was like a tree, and mine was so bad, like right away. Like I would be doing things, and the guy who was super nice about it, he would like walk past with his like little headset mic, his little like InSync Boys RS. <laughs> 
mic and he would like everything I was doing he would say over the mic now you're uh so like for example I would be like holding the paintbrush really aggressively and like doing it really fast and he would just walk past and be like all right so you're gonna want to hold your brush really gently and take your time with it, right? <laughs> everything I was doing he would get on his mic and say do the exact opposite he would never call me out or anything but he was always like yeah this guy's not right um and I uh, so mine became so bad. Lawrence is lovely. Um, like, but just halfway through, I'm like, oh, this is so bad. So I ended up just. Can we call this episode aggressively painting. Aggressively yeah. painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll put the picture up online as well too because I think this is hilarious. Yeah. But mine became so bad. I just got so bored halfway through. I just started painting dicks. Uh, and I knew it was gonna happen. Once you said trees, I'm like, a dick comes in here somewhere. So my one branch just looks like a fucking hog. <laughs> and uh, I just got so bored, I would, like, I would take like the light brush and just like paint dicks in the paintings. I'll show you guys to see if you can find it. We'll put it up, but uh, paint it. Lots of fun. But anyway, so I'm watching this game, and uh, like I was watching, like it was such a fucking back and forth affair. Great game. Fantastic game. Right? It's, it was hard to be mad. But I would just like apparently like start getting up and yelling fuck. Like I didn't even realize it. Like we drank a lot. But I would just get up. Beer's mandatory. Um, I would just get up and be like, oh, this is, oh, garbage, garbage, right? Like, and it's just, like, neutral zone play and shit like that. And they're like, what are you, what are you yelling about? Um, line changes. But so a lot of people tell you, kind of aggressive line changing. It's called aggressive line changing. There you go. Um, everyone, everyone, you know, it's been talked dead at this point uh, about Jake Gardner. Uh, as who he was. And he had some just truly horrific gaffes. Like, I, three goals can be directly related to Jake Gardner. But I think that's exactly what Jake Gardner is. I think Jake Gardner is going to have bad games. Oh, yeah. and, and it's yeah. not like, I don't think Jake Gardner cracked under pressure. I just think Jake Gardner has bad games. He's more of an offensive defenseman, so he's going to have lapses on the defensive absolutely, end. Absolutely, right? But, and, and I don't think Jake Gardner had a, like a, a nervous game. He wasn't scared of the pressure or anything like that. I think he just had a Jake Gardner game. Like he just showed up. With that being said, though, he only had, I think, three points on, in the whole series even. True enough, right? But I, he wasn't defensively gaffing, you know, throwing pucks in front of the net. He did in other games for sure. Just yeah, but not it's more magnified in the game, game seven, seven, right? Or the on the fifth goal that Jake DeBrusque scored, he spins the other way, and then tries to hit the guy as opposed to spinning the right way into the play. So he span or spun out of the play, should have spinned into the play and then poked the puck out. Yeah, but he spun out and tried to body the guy off, and it's yeah. like that's. Like but that, I don't even know how that goal went in. It's a bad goal. Freddie letting a bad goal. But but you cannot nothing. You can't blame Freddie for anything. That guy played lights out. Yeah. That guy was standing yeah. on his head. There, hey, there's forty five, shots. Five, five, five and six. If Freddie doesn't play the way he does, we're not we're not in game seven. Exactly. Right. And I think he took, he took forty shots. I think almost every game that series. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And and so like I think Jake Garner, you know, he got a bad rep, and he had a terrible game. I'm not here to defend Jake Garner on that. But I think we in Toronto as fans. As media personnel, not saying that we're media personnel, um, and just like the coaching staff and the general managers, just due to not having any other defensemen, have miscast Jake Gardner as who he is. Like right now, he plays in the top two pairings, but he's arguably our second best defenseman on Toronto, and like that's on us. Like Jake Gardner is Jake Gardner is not a second best defenseman on the championship team. No, just plain and simple, right? So. It's a tough loss. Glad to have been there. You know, after the first two games, I thought it was going to be kind of uh, we'd go into the off season with a lot more questions. But we knew we needed more defense. Didn't have the best game or anything like that. But uh, I think the Marner Marner Marlow pairing was really nice. That worked out really well. And they're only going to get better next year. Yeah, like another year together. Marlow is ageless. 
I really enjoy what they did this year. I heard stuff about like Mike Babcock and Austin Matthews hate each other. I'm like, that's garbage. Austin Matthews, 20 years old. He needs to... Everything Mike Babcock has done has been calculated. Next year, Austin Matthews is going to get first unit power play time. He's got... He was 20 years old. If and we... Austin Matthews hates... Mike Babcock, this guy's got to stay in his lane because this is Mike Babcock. Yeah, exactly right. You cannot, you're not the LeBron James. Keep, keep in mind, guys, this is year three of Mike Babcock being here. We were supposed to be three to five years before we were even in the playoffs, right? Like, we are ahead of schedule. There's no need to panic, to press the let's blow it all up or anything like that. Everything Mike Babcock has done has been revealed over time to have been the right decision. Next year, Austin Matthews is going to start seeing first unit power play minutes. He's Mike Babcock's a great coach. He knows exactly what he's doing. I have no problem with anything the Leafs did this year uh, with the team that they had in front of them. Yes, there's questions on the defensive end for sure, but we knew that from the start of the year, and we knew that going into the playoffs. So do you think? Do you want them to be aggressive on Johnny Tavares' signings? Oh, that's interesting. Another day? Another day? We should save that okay. for the summer, right? Okay. Like, we we'll should save, save that. that yeah, exactly. Playoff uh, basketball and hockey will be yeah. over soon, so <laughs> we're going to need something to talk about. Um, and just leading into to that, uh, Taylor, being a Buffalo Sabres fan. That's right. rejoicing right now. Yeah, a little first overall. I mean, I'm not arguing, I mean, uh, not arguing, uh, mad about Jack Eichel. Second overall. Oh, I'm arguing. I'm fucking arguing. Yeah. <laughs> they did get effed out of Connor McDavid. But Buffalo Sabres have been... a Garbage team in this league for five, four years. It's about time they get the first overall pick to get the best player available. Yeah. And you know what? Dolan's consensus number one overall pick, and I liked what I've seen on highlights and stuff like that. I was telling, I think you though, I saw him at the World Juniors. I guess I only watched one game. It was Sweden versus Russia. I didn't love how he played. Did not love his game. He got two assists, but I did not love his game. It seemed very plain to me. Because, like, I hear, like, this guy's overtaking men in the Swedish Elite League. Yeah. And he comes and plays against, you know, the top under-20s for sure, but he's just there. He's not up-showing anyone or anything like that. He's just playing the game of hockey. But I think Buffalo is in a very good place right now, choosing... I think they got to take him. they got to take him. They need defense. You need to. And we've said it here. I have no problem with Ryan O'Reilly as uh, a center. Oh, I like Ryan yeah. O'Reilly, but I don't know what his future holds in Buffalo just due to the uh, media releases. Yeah, he's a drinker, that boy. Now he uh, on locker cleanup day or whatever, he made some comments that Buffalo fans did not like too much. Let's hear him. Uh, he said that at times throughout the season, he lost his uh, joy of playing hockey. Wow. Felt complacent with losing. These are not comments you, yeah, you like no, hearing from players on your team. That's not good. No. That's how you break, right? So with the Buffalo fan mindset, he had a very good year on, on a losing team. 60-some-odd yeah. points. Uh, face-off, uh, best face-off percentage in the league. Good for, or good course, you got. Yeah, good uh, two-way forward. So he's in demand. So I, I, as a Buffalo fan, you almost want him to be traded to get a good asset back for him, because he obviously checked out on the Sabres. I think when they got him, they thought they were a little bit closer than they were. Yes. I liked the signing at the time. Agreed. Because I wanted the Leafs to get him, but the Leafs were going full rebuild at that point, and I thought Buffalo was a little bit further on. But I think now, and I think you can argue that, or I think you can agree, argue and agree, we just back and forth, <laughs> I think you can agree that the Buffalo Sabres kind of stalled. They, they got Ryan O'Reilly installed in their development. Well, they've been making high-priced free agent signings that, there's not paying off, right? Like, Pozo, they paid the... This guy hasn't... Done nothing. He hasn't really shown up yeah. from what they paid for, but I do like Pozo. I think that he can turn it around. I like the game he has, 2 way forward. 
There's a kind of but guy I, you I, need. Th I think he's outside of your timeline right now. I think Buffalo Sabres have got a lot of work to do this offseason. Yes, they do. It's I'm not just saying. drafting Dollar. Dollar's a huge piece, man. But it's not just drafting Dollar. No, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, just but I don't want to see them overpay a bunch of free agents. No, they should. If they do, they have a lot of people. If they do, up. if they do, they have no idea what they're doing. They have if Casey Middlestack coming up. That guy's. If they're be... overpaying free agents this offseason, I'm saying you should be taking money away. You yes, should, if yes, you okay. can get yes. Ryan O'Reilly off your team, I would look at that trade. Yeah, I want to see them develop players. Exactly. I want them to see them call uh, Alex Nealander up, have him play, play a season. Play, play a season. Maybe a whole season. That's forty games or something. You know. I don't love the yo-yoing of young players. No. Either have them with the AHL. I do like that you have them for like twenty games or something to begin. See how yeah. they are. They don't. They're not working. You put them in back in the AHL. Oh, that like the nine game tryout on your. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have no problem with that, right? But I, I don't like seeing when you know a guy has played forty eight games in the NHL and thirty four games in the AHL. Like he's been good enough, obviously, to be in both leagues, but he probably hasn't put up what he can put up. But when you're a team like right? the Sabers, right? Like you have lots of guys that are similar to him. In the farm system, so you kind of want to see who's going to bring more to the table being called up, right? Yeah, I guess right now. I'm, I'm just saying my personal no, yeah, and strategy yeah. of it is I don't love the yo-yoing of players, right? Yeah. Um, so we're just going to quickly get into picks, guys, and then we got some great news. You don't got to listen to beers mandatory anymore. We're going to be done. Um, Eastern Conference, who do you got? Boston, Tampa. Even after la the 6-2 shellacking, I'm taking Tampa. Yeah? Yeah. Nick, do you care to venture a guess? Yeah, I think Tampa's going to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan saying that? Go figure. <laughs> um, I got to say Boston. I Boston. just watched, like, Tampa play. Tampa Bay is a better version of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I just watched the Boston Bruins owned how the Tampa, or Toronto Maple Leafs play. So I got to give it to Boston right now. Philly, Washington? Uh, or Pitt, Washington? Pittsburgh, Washington. Uh, I got to go Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. Can't go against Washington. I mean, go it's against hard. Pittsburgh, man. It's so hard. Like, you know Washington what? Washington won the first game? No, Pittsburgh won the first game 3-2. Yeah. They're playing now. They played this afternoon. We'll check. We'll check for you guys. Um, yeah, it's just... A, I, I've listened to so many stories about... We're checking right now. Uh, I've listened to so many stories about like how Washington's different this year. And I'm just like, man, I just heard this story last year. I heard yeah. it the year before. I'm like, you got to go Pittsburgh. Washington won 4-1. Oh, there you go. 1-1. Yeah. Look at that. Thanks, Nick. Um, make me look like an idiot. Uh, out west? Out west between, uh... Mm. Out west. Um, what series? Vegas, San Jose. You know what? I'll go with the, I'll go with the underdogs. I'm going to take Vegas. I like what they're doing, man. The Flurry's playing lights out. Yeah, they've played really, really well. I think that game, though, the double overtime, shows why San Jose is going to win for me. Like, Vegas, Vegas has been playing with house money, pun intended, uh, the entire season. The entire season. Can I just say, Vegas was 3-1-1 one, one in the season in the season series. Ah, uh, we've talked about it at great length last week. That means nothing. The rest are going to call it a different game. And I disagree with that, but it's going to be a different it game. It does mean something, though. You can't, you can't disregard all of that just because the game is called a little more, uh, they allow a little more physicality. Which Vegas obviously shown they can keep up with playing LA last last uh, last round and sweeping them. When I was a tiny young boy lad, the Ottawa Senators would sweep the season series with the Toronto Maple Leafs for nothing every year. Every year the Ottawa Senators sweep the Toronto Maple Leafs, and for two straight years they met in the playoffs, and the Leafs beat them in seven, and then the Leafs swept them the next year. It means something to an extent, but I think there's always outliers. There's always outliers, I guess, right? There's always exceptions to the rules. Yeah. 
but I, I don't think we can just say it's guaranteed to mean something. No, I'm not, I didn't say it's guaranteed. Just, yeah. It does mean something, though. Yeah. I want to agree with you so aggressively, but I just don't. This is our first disagreement, guys. Beer's mandatory so history. passively disagreeing? I'll passively disagree with that. <laughs> I, I just... I, it's like home court advantage. Like, it means something. The magnitude... I guess we can sure argue, varying, I guess but we it does mean something. I guess we can argue as to what it means, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, fine. Fine. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, what's the other series? Nashville Jets. That'll be... Yeah, that'll be the best series, I think, of the playoffs. Not going to be the way, but being from Canada, I'm going for the Jets. Go for the Jets. I gotta say Predators. You going Predators? Predators want it. That's a good team, man. I think I'm going. that game's going to seven games. That'll go to seven. That'll go to seven for sure. And I think Nashville's home crowd wins it for them. Yeah, I don't think, well, that being said, I don't think Nashville wins in Winnipeg. So I think it's almost going to be home wins. Across the board. Seven. Yep. Then Winnipeg steals one at seven. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Nick? Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Ride or die. All right, guys. But funny enough, he's a Jays fan. Thank you so much. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, because yeah. the Devil Rays. Yeah. <laughs> They're just the Rays now because the Devil Rays. Yeah, yeah this I is mean, true. It's 2018. Yeah, yeah, the Rays. Trump, let's make them America again. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I saw a bizarre guy. I saw Avengers Affinity War. How was it? Fantastic. Oh, you've been talking about it, so... Yeah, they might as well have called it Avengers 3, The Search for More Money. <laughs> it was fantastic. Like, it blew me away. But we were leaving, and me and Lauren see this guy, and he's got, well, like, the bumper stickers he has on the back are, like, uh, Hillary for Prison 2016. Um, he's got, like, an InfoWars bumper sticker. A Duterte 2016. He's, like, a uh, fucking... Did he have a Canadian plate? Yeah. Why didn't care so much then? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe he's he had like uh, Justin Trudeau uh, make Justin Trudeau a teacher again, like just crazy shit. And I'm just like, dude, you actively drive around like that. Like people pass <laughs> you on the highway and go, this guy's an idiot, <laughs> asshole. Like that's what people do to you on the highway. Um, yeah, it's a crazy weekend. Um, beers mandatory episode two. We hope you enjoyed. Enjoy your Sunday. Cheers. 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 Know, after that, you know we will. <laughs>